welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Okay, so we're in the midst of a great banquet at the palace of the King of Persia. He's requested his wife, the Queen, to leave her party and come to his. And she says, no way, my party is more fun. <laughs> and so the king, he becomes cool, furious. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the king becomes furious and he goes, I'm really mad. Okay, <laughs> but rather than going into marital counseling, the king decides to consult his, quote, wise men, unquote. There's no way this is going to go bad. (laughs) (laughs) Really bad. Terry, do you want to read our passage for us today? Yep. Esther 1, 13 through 22 from the NIV. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king, Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Marys, Marcina, and Memukin, the seven nobles of Persia and Media who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. According to the law, what must be done to Vashti, he asked. She has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken her. Then Memukin replied, In the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples of all provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. This very day, the Persian and Median women of nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord." Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the law of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then, when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. The king and his nobles were pleased with this advice, so the king did as Memukin proposed. He sent dispatches to all parts of the kingdom, to each province in its own script, and to each people in their own language, proclaiming that every man should be ruler over his household using his native tongue. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it is so funny that verse 20 says, Then when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all the vast realm, mm. all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course they will. The king said so. Bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm waving my hands around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a plan. Right, right, yeah. right. These these men are so wise. Um, Let, well, let's kind of talk about how they made decisions in Persia. <laughs> that was always fun. Yes, yeah. let's. Suzanne. So <laughs> yesterday, uh, it, we mentioned that the passage said that they were their spirits were high with wine. Mm-hmm. So, in doing a little bit of research, we found that typically. Big decisions were made while drunk. 
And that if you had a gathering of people and you were sober and made a decision, that you then got drunk and decided if it was still a good idea. Oh, right. This just blows yeah, my Yeah, they didn't they didn't really trust the decisions that were made when they were sober. Right. So then they had to get drunk. <laughs> Which is one hundred percent opposite of what common um, sense tells yes, us now. Right. Yes. Society now says don't make a decision when you're drunk. When you're drunk. Society yeah. then said don't make a decision when you're sober. <laughs> right. So especially crazy. leading to war or mm-hmm. leading to outing your queen, ousting your queen. Yeah. Edicts sent out across all the land to all the people <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> no slurring in that edict, right? No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so the crazy. thing I thought about that for a while, I'm like Oh, that's kind of wild. And then I started thinking, not that I'm promoting this. I want people to understand that. But you know, after people have been drinking for a while, their truth gene starts to come out. The yeah, yeah. start happening. Your inhibitions yeah. are lower. They're definitely lowered. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to hide something from a king, or if you're trying to not say something that needs to be said, it'll probably come out. Mm. Oh, so you think there might have been some... A little bit of truth serum going truth on. Truth serum, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Or they like to drink, and that's the way they did it. It's like, can you imagine their drinking games back then? I don't know oh. any, but... I don't think they even had to have games. Oh, my gosh. I think it was like, You're take right. a breath, take a drink. Well, it was, if, if the king drank, you drank. Yeah. 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 So the sober games might have been more interesting. Right. right. Only they would have been like, oh, my head hurts. <laughs> They would have been very quiet games. They go, let's start this. <laughs> but you know what that's like when people around you are drinking and you're not? It's no wonder some of the women had trouble with these men. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. If every time they saw them, they were drunk. Mm. And every time you made a decision yeah. that was going to affect everything, you couldn't make it sober. I mean, yeah. no hey, wonder babe. they had to send an edict to, that they would be respected. Hey, babe, what do you want for dinner? Oh, hang on. Can you get me a beer? <laughs> <laughs> Ask you know the tequila. I think I'm in the mood for Mexican. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that would be a Corona. <laughs> but you know the, the the phrase "I'll drink to that." Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened through mm-hmm. history. If that's where we picked it up. By the way, a little tip: if you hear someone, you they will tend to belay their addiction or what they use. Um, in their speech. So someone who tends to use alcohol say, oh, I'll drink to that, you know, or like that. Mm-hmm. Or someone who um, has a food addiction or something, let me chew on that for a while. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not kidding you. When you really start listening to people, wow. they'll spill it. Oh, that's it. hilarious. Yeah. Huh. Rosemary, I never thought about that. Yeah. it's Well, it, it, like, okay, not 100% right, of the time. Right, but, but as you listen across what people are saying, mm-hmm. They'll tend to that, and, or someone's like, hmm, we could take a chance. I don't know. That it could be the gambling, the risky. Mm. Start hearing oh, it. Very wow. interesting. I, it's, it's kind of a fun game to play in your own head. Now I'm <laughs> analyzing my speech patterns. Yes. Like, what do I say? What do I say? Oh, it's not what you say, Suzanne. It's this. It's your <laughs> the hand motion. the finger. It's the swing of the finger. What it's does that mean? Facial expression. finger, by the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't get me wrong. So what does that give away about me? Like, what is my... You're the conductor. conductor. There you go. I'm telling you what you need to do and do it now. That means she's bossy. (laughs) And we will. Are you? Yes. (laughs) I am too, but only when people actually listen to me because that doesn't happen very often. Oh, how funny. I have two teenagers, two dogs, contractors, and a husband at my house. I have to be bossy or else nothing. It's going to be chaos. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
How funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you hear my chair tip. squeaking? Now we're all oh, messed up. Oh, a oh you're. Yeah. 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 Okay, so back to, to Vashti and uh, Xerxes and the wise men. I so, say shaking my head. The, yeah, yeah, not so wise. Weren't, they yeah. weren't just like, a lot of times they're educated or different things like that. We know that back with um, Daniel, yeah, when they did that, and they were brought into captivity. But also one of the things Daniel did is he could interpret dreams. So, so King Xerxes had a lot of people around him who might look at omens, who might do this. So it wasn't just mm-hmm. educated people per se. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Like in this circumstance, um, my, I'm looking in my cultural background study Bible, which is super awesome, especially for um, narrative stories like this. It says here that um, the wise men were all ancient monarchies um, are part of the ancient courts that were monarchies, and so they were neighboring mm-hmm. um, rulers oh. is what these wise men were. Hmm. Still, when we look to Memukin, mm-hmm. Memukin, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, so remember when I said when someone tells you something, they're often betraying what's going on? Yeah. Um, so he says... You need to make this declaration that um, she, Queen, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the people. Oh. Or more specifically, I got problems in my house, and mm-hmm. this is how I'm going to fix it. Yeah. What we'll tend to do is when we have our own problems, we'll look outside of us and make them fix it. And then that we think that'll make us feel better, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. It no. doesn't work. Isn't I'm, it so much easier to fix somebody else? I, than yeah. it is to we picture think so. Yeah. It, it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's oh, such a suck up too. Mamukin. Yeah. yeah. But if this guy could cut my head off, I'd probably be like that too. You know. Yeah. He's a yes man. Mm-hmm. A yes man. A yes man. Mm-hmm. So he makes this decree. He decides that um, the consequences. Of this need to go throughout the entire land. King Xerxes, instead of dealing with his own marriage in marriage counseling, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, instead it has to impact the entire land. What's yeah. happened with her? Mm-hmm. Which kind of is okay. God has a plan because in place, right. and Vashti is not to be the queen in that plan, as we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm I'm struck by his Mamukin's um, Mamukin's needs to um, have everybody fall in line with this edict. That that was really important to him to put that out there. Um, it was recorded, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So this might have been the best advice the king was getting. Maybe not, you know. But this is what happened, and this is how this. People making really seemingly small decisions can impact countries. Like we were laughing, like at the beginning, saying, "Oh, I'm sure this worked," you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a good plan, and then all the women will now respect their yeah. husbands. Oh, yeah. we just got a letter in the mail. I didn't know I was supposed to be respecting you. <laughs> yeah. Well, from now on, I will. Yeah, that's, right. Sure, that's the way it works. Right before they tear it up. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The government says I have to. Therefore, right. I will. Right. I will. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Terry, you said just a little while ago um, that you can't legislate morality, right? Yeah. Which is exactly what they were trying mm-hmm. to do here. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. 
If you don't have, you know, God a part of your life and the Holy Spirit guiding you, laws aren't going to make you obey. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just, but God calls us to obey our husbands. Yes, mm-hmm. He does. Mm-hmm. But there's a caveat to that. Yeah. The husband is supposed to love his wife like Jesus loves the church and sacrifice himself for her. So if a man is loving you like that, that he's willing to sacrifice for you, then how could you not respect him and admire him and esteem him? So, and also, he shouldn't be asking you to do anything that would be against God's against word God, or God's right. will. Having her show up in a room full of drunken men, leches, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if she was only to wear her crown, especially, that goes against God. That's yeah. well, yeah. I think that even I mean, went against Persian custom. Even, yeah, yeah. You know, it for her it, to go in. She yeah. wasn't supposed to go in there. Mm-hmm. So, so she had a legitimate reason for not thinking she should go in there, but she wasn't putting the fact that he was the king and what he said really mm-hmm. mattered more than custom. She wasn't making that connection apparently. Mm-hmm. And so, I just kind of would put a little. Just a plug in here, and we hear it quite a bit in church, that God's not telling you to obey an abusive husband. Right. No. Not no. even close. No. As a matter of fact, you need to tell somebody. Yeah. Tell somebody, tell, tell until you, you know, keep telling. There's safe ways to get out of that, and you got to be really careful. But there are people, there are systems set up to help you do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're not saying that you need to obey your husband if, um, or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Or um, wife. Mm-hmm. Or, or wife, yeah. right, or girlfriend. Yeah. Whatever situation you're in, if it's a dangerous situation, that is not God's intent. That's right. right. And if you're not sure if it's dangerous, because sometimes thinking that through, it's like, okay, just push me. Talk to somebody about that, because there's degrees yeah. of it, and it gets more yeah. and more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and if you think, huh, was that dangerous? Guess what? It was. It probably, probably was, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But you know, when women are in an abusive situation, they tend to blame themselves, right. don't they? Right. So they don't think, oh, he's abusing me. They think, oh, I shouldn't have done well, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't have provoked him. I kind of want to talk. There's this um, power and control wheel. I just want to talk it through real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, well, and there's this other way where if you imagine a clock from t- let's say twelve o'clock is um, it's all good and things are kind of good, but there's this tension starting. At 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and the hand starts moving around. And then the abuse happens, let's say, right around 6 o'clock, right? Then there's this explosion, outburst action, or something like that. And then there's this remorse, like at about 7 or 8 o'clock, depending. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I feel so bad. That's the honeymoon stage. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Going all the way up to 12 o'clock again, guess what? Then the tension starts. Something happens mm-hmm. to trigger the tension. Then it starts coming back around. And the problem is, in an abusive marriage or relationship, yeah. instead of going all the way to six, it starts, the incident happens at five o'clock. And it's a longer abuse cycle, like from five o'clock to eight o'clock, and a shorter honeymoon phase. And what happens is the abuse portion gets bigger, okay. and the tension part gets shorter, and the honeymoon stage is very short. And that's a progression of an abusive relationship. So you might not be currently being abused, but there's a tension going on. Mm -hmm. If you're noticing this honeymoon phase going on, that's all part of the same cycle and people don't always recognize it. 
PSA there, but it's important for women to be able to see and men and men to be able to see that because women are starting to be aggressive Mm -hmm. that way too. So we'll get back to that. That was good. That's good. That's good. That's good. No, it is good. And you kind of can see it here, possibly. The thing she said, no, boom, there's an incident, and now she's out. No, you can't say it. There's no honeymoon phase on this one. No. It's like, boom, yeah. you're out, right? She, the uh, way they were going to handle that was Vashti would never again enter the presence of the king, um, and her position is going to be given to someone um, else better than she is. And it, then the edict proclaimed that women will respect their husbands. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Laugh at the mm-hmm. word of God, but I have a, I have a note on here that really just kind of sums it up: to kick her out, make it public, and then find somebody better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny when you just said that, I'm like, wow, don't we do that? Yeah, yeah. There's this wow. whole there's this whole culture that's happening now, mm-hmm. um, particularly in our country. Um, and I lost the name of it, what it's called, but essentially it's like, you, I don't agree with you, therefore nothing's going to change, I'm done with you, move on to the next thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with you, I'm going to yell about it, mm-hmm. nothing's going to change, I'm moving on. And I can't remember what it's called. But it has a name? It has a name. Wow. Wow. Now I have to look it up and see if I can figure out what it is, because it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not only, um, it's... Uh, Things, you know, oh, okay, I like this car. Get this car. Oh, that doesn't make me happy. I'll get a different car. Mm-hmm. And people lease cars and you want a good running car all the time, whatever. Right. Possessions. And then people, you can see that everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> Cancel culture. Oh, gosh. Cancel, Cancel culture. culture. Yes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, um, and I am generalizing here, so please know that this does not apply to everyone in every circumstance. But when you hear the phrase "being woke," yes, um, that that's the beginning of that that cancel culture, where okay. like I'm now aware of something and I don't like it, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to yell gonna, about it, and I'm going to get rid of it, right? And then I'm going to get rid of it, and you're dead to me. And now I'm going to move on to something else, which in a lot of ways is what Xerxes did here. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Okay, Vashti, you come do this, and you know you're in my good graces and whatever." And she says no, and then he says, "Fine, you're dead to me." You're out. Let's move on. Which, yeah, we don't know how long they'd been married, if they had kids. We don't, we don't have a lot of information. We think they may have had a son at this mm-hmm. point. Right. Um, but, yeah, nothing else. All that went before is just all gone over mm-hmm. one incident. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty common these days, too. It is, because yeah. the, the negative far often outweighs the positive in so many minds. It's like mm-hmm. I, somebody wronged me whatever that wrong may have been. And so never mind the fact that they're human and they made a mistake and they've done all of these good things for so many years Mm -hmm. and for however long, you did something wrong to me once and now you're out. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Which is totally the opposite, really, of what Jesus taught us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely the opposite. I mean, we're supposed to forgive seven times 70. I mean, pretty much forever mm-hmm. um, because of the kind of forgiveness that he offers us, the grace that he offers us. We're supposed to extend that same grace to others. Um, but right now, our culture is not about grace at all. It, it seems to me like it was interesting how we kept giggling about that with Xerxes. 
and how he has, I guess, the cancel culture. It's like, oh, yeah, now the women will obey. And <laughs> it's, it's that with laws, you can separate out relationship. You don't have to have a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. They now become an object, and you get to choose how you're going to treat that person. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if we've created all these rules in this culture... And so, therefore, if you don't follow the rules the way I think you should follow the rules, well, then we'll just cancel you, and you can move there. And that is not, you're right. It's nothing like Christianity. What Jesus did, these are are things that Jesus has talked about. These are things that Jesus fully addressed, Mm -hmm. but he did it in relationship, and he did it through love, and he did it through sacrifice of his own life. He didn't just say it. He showed it. He modeled it. He lived it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, so his idea of forgiving others came from the place where he had to forgive us. Um, It wasn't just cheap. It wasn't just a word. Mm Because trust me, when somebody's wronged you, we all of us know it's not easy to forgive. That's not an easy Mm -hmm. thing. It takes a lot of work sometimes um, and a lot of praying and crying and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff to get to that place where you really can forgive someone who has truly hurt you. But that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you ever get to cancel them out. Right. Now, if someone has been abusive, if we well, go back to that... Mm-hmm. You don't have to have that relationship. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean they were right. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to engage with them ever, mm-hmm. ever again. But you do need to forgive because it's for you. It's for your own self. Yeah. Right. So it's, you're not so walking you around carrying carry that. that. Yeah. yeah. And you can say, and one of my, my phrases for me is, especially when it's too hard for me to do something, I wasn't built for this, God. Mm-hmm. You didn't build me to carry this stuff around, Lord, That's so good. I'm going to give this to you. And I'm going to say, yeah, I forgive them. I'm not going to live in that place anymore. I'm going to live with you, focused on you, and focused on what you have for me. Mm-hmm. Well, because you can't continue to subject yourself to someone hurting you and physically or emotionally or any other way. Right. The wise thing then is to remove yourself from that situation. Forgive them mm-hmm. for your own sake, but don't keep subjecting yourself to the same treatment over and over again. That's not That's not what that was. not healthy. Much right. different than the cancel culture. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all looking yeah. at Terry going, okay. I thought you were gonna say something extra. She's just <laughs> no. like no, no, no I'm not. That's it. <laughs> Well, we did. I mean, we laughed a lot over the whole concept of like, well, just tell people and then they'll respect you. Like, hello, it's that easy, you know? But that's not what, that's not where respect comes from. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not the root of respect. Um, The root of respect is from listening, caring, being attentive, and having that relationship so that that respect can then build from that. It's not something that is instantaneous. Or that you can demand of someone. Right. You just can't demand respect. No, no. And um, like I was raised um, that the people that are over you, your your boss, in this case, the king, um, the president, your you know, teachers, whoever, you had to respect the position. Correct. But you don't always have to respect the person. Mm -hmm. But you do have to respect that position because that's the position of authority that has been set over you. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to like what the person does behind closed doors or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, but you do have to respect that authority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain respect that you give to 
a person just because they're a person. A, right. human, being. Every, a human being. Every human yeah. being deserves uh, the respect of, yes, you are a person. God created yeah. you and, you know, human dignity. If you understand mm-hmm. that we're all creatures of God, that we're His handiwork, then it's... For, I think for Christians, it's a little easier thing to respect other people that might be different um, than they are. But I think respect for others begins with respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to respect yourself mm-hmm. in order to extend respect to others. Hey, there's times it's like, I don't, I'm, I'm really struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And so I respect God. Yeah. I'll say, okay, God, you give me your eyes in this situation because yeah. I'm not having it here. Yeah. It's not working. And just knowing that they were made in the image in of his God, image. Mm-hmm. and yeah. they were created, so I tread very carefully mm-hmm. on that. And yeah. it's like if I can't do it, sometimes it's hard to forgive without the power of God. Oh yep. yeah, you know, yeah, totally. And there is a definite difference between us respecting and agreeing with. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. you know, there are people that I vehemently disagree with about many things, but that doesn't mean that I cannot respect them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And, well, I, and just because you may disagree with one or two things doesn't mean that there aren't other things that you couldn't find agreement with. That's right. But so, in order to find those things and in order to build that respect, you have to be open to having a conversation. You have mm-hmm. to be open to having dialogue and relationships yeah. so that you can find those things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas instead of saying, you're done, I don't like yeah. it. You're done. You're out. Move yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's not that's not any kind of respect. So, I'm going to just start. How do we fight? <laughs> Basically, Ooh. if we were going to have a fight, yeah, a disagreement. What yeah. this is between Vashti and, and King Xerxes, right? Yeah. What would have been a better way for them to resolve this? Well, it's a shame that he didn't go to her and mm-hmm. sit down and talk about what her reasons were. Mm-hmm. You know, give her an opportunity to explain herself. Maybe not send the seven eunuchs. Not send the seven eunuchs. <laughs> summon. Maybe summon the time when he was sober. Maybe, Maybe. yeah. Because honestly, mean, if we get in fights and, and we've been drinking, or we're probably not going to say the right things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe privately and privately. not in public. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that's all on him. On mm-hmm. her, I think the same thing. She could have said... Let me get my robe. Can you ask the king if he'll come? I'd like to speak with him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or can I'm I'm going to get my robe and I'm mm-hmm. going to get you know partially dressed or whatever. Right. Yeah. And meet him in the room just off right. the banquet yeah. hall. Yeah. Give me a couple so hours be, to get my face yeah. on. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the middle of the night. Yeah. Really, by then they could have passed out. That could have worked. Could have yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah. So many other things that could have happened mm-hmm. differently that might have changed the whole story. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, God's got a plan in right. this. Oh, He does. So, right. yeah. and as far as we know, Vashti doesn't worship our God, and neither does the king. So, you know, they're they're not a part of of what God is going to do, except that He is allowing the situation mm-hmm. to culminate in something that He's got planned. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool how God uses everyone mm-hmm. and everything and allows the good to come out of the things that um, are disrespectful to Him mm-hmm. um, and that don't align with His Word in, and His law, but mm-hmm. He still uses those things. Yeah. Um, we had a friend who was um, a businessman, and he was very good at what he did very good at what he did. And I remember one time somebody said, well, how can you work for that company? Because 
those companies um, work with people who, that company works with people who are not Christians. And so why would you take their money? And he was like, listen, money is money. Whether the person is a Christian or not, he's like, it's what we do with it. He said, I can make lots of money and do a lot of good stuff with Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said, the devil's money can turn into God's money That's just right. as quickly. Yeah. I was like, huh. In fact, I think there's a scripture that says something about the wealth of the wicked coming to the righteous. Right. right. So, yeah, I mean, how's it going to... It's okay for that transfer to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he can use all of it. Mm-hmm. He can use all of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, is there anything else that we can think about for today? I mean, we know that Xerxes threw a big fit. I, I guess the only thing would be just like time. You know, if something like this starts boiling up in your marriage or boiling up between your friends, mm-hmm. it's a, it's okay to say, hey, we got this problem. And to, if you're all too hot to talk about it at mm-hmm. that time, it's okay to say, and we can meet tomorrow for lunch right. and talk yeah, it right. through. Mm-hmm. And if you're still too hot, then you set another time and you keep coming back and you can keep working it out. But when you step back from it, it's really important to understand what's your dog in the fight. Mm -hmm. Basically, why are you triggered? Why are you going at this? Why are you willing to fight about this? What's going on with you? So if Mm -hmm. you understand that first, then you can meet someone as you're going into that. And maybe also be careful who you discuss it with. If you're going to go, you know, especially women, we're, we love to, to talk with our friends. You know, it helps us process things. So this king talked to his wise man, and I say yeah. that She's in quotation marks. Yeah. Um, but if you've got stuff going on in your marriage and you can't quite get clarity on your own, find someone, a counselor, a Christian counselor, mm-hmm. or an older woman in God who's been married for 100 years, and find someone whose life reflects... God and the life that you might want to have with God or in your marriage and go to them for advice. Mm-hmm. Find Just, some real wise counsel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think sometimes we'll talk and we try to build our case mm-hmm. until we feel real good about it and then now we've got all of, all our talking points. Yeah, all our yeah. girlfriends so are on our side. Fight it. Right. right. Yeah. Now my, my girlfriends, girlfriends say... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I do have a bias because I don't care for social media as a whole, but I am pretty confident in saying that wise counsel will not be found on social media. Absolutely not. not. Yeah. In fact, I saw something the other day. Somebody sent it to me or I don't know what. Anyway, um, it said, why do you put so much stock in the people on Facebook? They're all answering you from their toilets anyway. Oh. <laughs> so oh. that's pretty good. Oh yeah. gosh, from the throne room. <laughs> from the throne room. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh my goodness. On that note. On that note. Who would like to pray for us today? I'll pray us out today. Great. (laughs) We need it. (laughs) Father, we love you so much, and we're so thankful that we can come and share this time with you and with each other. Um, Lord, we've had a lot of interesting conversation today. Um, Help us to always know, Father, that more than anybody, you are our wise counsel. That when we've got an issue or a problem, not to fly off the handle, not to try and reason it out in our own strength or in our own mind, but to come to you and to let you offer that wise counsel through your word or through other people that love you. Um, Father, thank you for all of the um, 
love that you show us. Thank you for your word that leads us and guides us and teaches us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who's in us, who can comfort us and calm us down and bring us to peace. Thank you more than anything for your son Jesus who sacrificed himself for us so that we could live lives um, that are in relationship with you and so that we can have better relationships with those people here on earth that we're, that we're relating to. Um, I can't imagine my marriage without you. I can't imagine my relationship with my children without you. Um, and I'm very grateful for that, Father. So thank you for this time. I ask your blessing on everyone that's been here with us today listening. And um, I just pray, Father, that your hand will be on us as we go forward. In Jesus' name, amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>